Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. We hear so much in the media today about diabetes and you see in commercials monitoring your blood glucose and insulin and different ways that people can get that injectable insulin that they need, but there might be another way. And to get today, my guest is Dr. Jean-Louis Selam. He is an endocrinologist and I think he's located in France. Where are you located, Dr. Selam? I'm now located in Los Angeles for the last 10 years, but I'm originally from France. Hi, Melanie. Oh. Oh, thank you for being with us. Bonsoir. Oh, no, bonjour, I guess, because it's early in the morning for you. So let's talk about insulin. So how do people currently, right now, manage their condition? They check their blood glucose. They use injectable insulin. What's going on right now? Mm, uh, It's going on better than before, but still some problems. Uh, People have to inject several times a day, type 1 or at least once a day, type 2 diabetes, and they have still rigid timing for injections and meals because of that insulin injections. Uh, some people use pumps, uh, which make it more flexible. And very few people have already tried inhalable insulin, only very few. So what is the difference now? Because it seems to me that that inhalable would make things just so much easier, especially, as you say, for type 1. And I, Dr. Salam, am an exercise physiologist, and I work with diabetes, you know, with diabetics every single day. So I see what they go through with some of these, you know, monitoring and injectables and pumps. So how is this going to be different? From a theoretical point of view, a lot, because that would reduce the number of injections. Uh, type 1 would only need to be on basal insulin once daily instead of four times daily uh, injections. Uh, type 2 uh, may get rid of their uh, uh, insulin injection just and use only that uh, oral pills and, uh, and uh, inhalable puffs. Uh, to, so from a practical point of view, it's better. From a social point of view, also it looks better because of the social, bad, still bad social image of, of, of injections. It would be less embarrassing to uh, get a, a, a puff through mouth rather than to uh, inject to, to your thigh and your pant. Uh, and also uh, it gives better flexibility uh, for, for uh, timing your meals. So there's a lot of uh, theoretical advantage and, and possibly better control and possibly better reduction of hypoglycemia. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, and I think that that's amazing. So now this is called a freezer, right? A freezer, yeah. And so is it is it sort of recognized already by the insurance companies and such? Is it covered? That's a very good question. Yes and no been recognized by the scientific community, but there's a lot of hesitations. A lot of hesitations uh, from uh, uh, insurance companies to cover, companies to cover, because cause the price is higher two to three times the, the, the usual insulin injection price. Uh, also hesitations from the doctors, because uh, they're not used to it. They need to be trained on it. 
they have maybe some, even some misbeliefs about it uh, because of the sort of bad publicity uh, that uh, uh, has that inhalable insulin. You know that Pfizer, uh, uh, the pharmaceutical company, uh, 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 launched the Exibera inhalable insulin some years ago and then took it back uh, yes. because of the, of the low sale. Uh, so and now, and I worry also about things like, or I wonder, I don't worry about them, but I wonder with other inhalables for asthma or allergies, people worry about thrush and they have throat irritation. Is this going to add a side effect since it's an inhalable that now a diabetic is going to have to deal with something like that? Okay. Uh, that's another good question. Uh, the, that inhalable insulin is not for patients that have lung problems, asthma, COPD, or not even for smokers. Uh, uh, so it's restricted to uh, patients with no lung potential or active problems. There is some side, possible side effects in about, I would say, 10 patients, 10% of patients that have some intermittent cough, irritation, but it's benign and usually fades away. So it's not the issue. As long as you select the right patients, you're not having a problem. Is it is it a rescue situation as well? Can it be used in the case of, you know, hypoglycemia or something's going on, hyperglycemia? Can it be used that way? It could be used. That's a good idea. Uh, uh, patients could keep their usual insulin injections and whenever they need some extra dose, some supplemental dose because they say because they snack instead of having to inject like a, a, a couple of units sub-Q, they, they could just inhale, get a one path of that insulin. That's a, that's a good idea. But, but for the moment, it, it's marketed as a replacement of the short-acting insulin. So which, it is marketed the, as, yeah, as a short, as a replacement. Now, of, what about adherence Dr. Salam, it people with asthma and such have trouble sometimes using an inhaler properly. What about in in you know adherence to using it properly? I don't think it's a problem because it's very simple. The device is small. Uh, I've not uh, I've I've had many patients uh, uh, evaluated on different inhaled inhaled insulin devices, and adherence has never been a problem. Uh, I don't think it's a it's a real problem. No, I think the adherence would come right, uh, from doctors rather than from from patients. Uh, the problem is that the doctors need to uh, need to uh, you know bite the bullet and 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 get trained and then try on their first patients. Uh, but again, Melanie, I have to uh, insist that for the moment. Uh, Mankind, the, the manufacturers, is having difficulties to find the right partner to commercialize that insulin. Even Sanofi, which was the last partner they found, has uh, has uh, uh, given up in in January, and so uh, currently mankind is looking for a partner. So uh, we are in sort of limbo, and we've been in limbo for several decades with inhalable insulin because it's a bit more complicated, it's a bit more expensive, and 
so uh, it's less profitable to so in just this last, we only have about 30 seconds left. Dr. Sure. Salem, it's such an important topic and such great information. Give the listeners your best advice on what you want them to know about this inhalable insulin. I would say try it. If you don't have any lung problem, if you're not a smoker, and if you are on several injections a day, and if you have a very active lifestyle, uh, try it, and, and, and then you'll decide. And, and most of you will will like it and then fight for reimbursement <laughs> and then fight for reimbursement that's yeah. certainly the truth and you know that's what we're doing here with our credible experts teaching you about all of these new things that are out there and available and how you can get this quality credible information if you missed any of it you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at radiomd.com iHeartRadio, itunes or the free tune in radio app this is melanie cole thanks so much for listening and stay well Woo! Mm-hmm.